What's going on? What's going on, everybody? It is the only sports podcast. That's right, the only sports podcast. I'm Will. That's Casino over there. Uh, in celebration of Barbenheimer weekend, the biggest pop culture weekend maybe ever, Casino decided to dress up as, are you dressing up as Oppenheimer or Barbie? <laughs> I'm dressing up as my two-year-old goes, Daddy, wear unicorn, and I put it on. That's what I'm wearing. I'm wearing yeah. Michaela. I'm wearing. I'm wearing the look of Michaela, or however, go. however those red carpet people say it. <laughs> uh, so I'm gonna say Oppenheimer because I've never seen Barbie wear that. But Oppenheimer, there was pictures. Are you seeing any of those movies in theaters, Casino? You know what? I might see the Barbie one. Um, <laughs> that's intrigued me quite a bit. Um, after watching the trailers, I, I kind of it's it made me giggle. It's made yeah. me giggle. I don't want to see it because it's you know Barbie, Barbie, whatever. I I really like uh, Ryan Gosling like tremendously. I mean, and Margaret Robbie, she's she's a great actress, really is. I mean, really good. But Ryan Gosling is just phenomenal. He he's up there. He would probably be my number two behind uh, Ryan Reynolds, but. I think Gosling has surpassed Reynolds for me, uh, just as hunky actors I like. But have you seen um, uh, the Nice Guys? Oh yeah, we've talked about this. That's that's that's, that's so underrated. That's made. such a good movie. Yeah, it's I ugh. I and apparently I laugh so hard. I, no matter how many times I've watched it, probably twenty times. Every time I watch the part uh, where it's in the kitchen with Ryan Gosling, and then something happens and he screams like <laughs> yeah. that that makes me giggle like a two-year-old every single time it's a perfect movie the nice guys perfect movie that's movie recommendation because sorry to say this but this is the podcast that always promises things that never delivers them uh Correct. our wives i feel sorry for them but we uh we didn't have time to watch the quarterback documentary, and then we didn't do the top five list, and we're short on time today. So it was just a yeah. Sorry about that. We're of... short on time today because when my kid wakes up, even though my wife's home, it's day two of potty training. So yeah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, mine is also going through potty training, but he is with his mom right now. So. This is awesome. But Casino, we have uh we're still in the dog days of summer, kind of smack dab in the middle of it. Uh yesterday on ESPN, they were playing like stock car racing at oh, yeah. 5 and p.m. E- ESPN uh ESPN News and ESPN U has been nothing but the Ocho reruns from last year. <laughs> yeah. It's been great. Cause because the Ocho doesn't happen until August typically, but it's been all the reruns of the previous years and I mean, it's it's been delightful. I watched Corgi racing last night. It was <laughs> yeah. it was really actually. I really enjoyed that. I don't. I still don't know what the they keep replaying that one sport sport where it's the two cars on like a wood table and they like pull them back and then they have to stop at a certain spot. I don't understand what the fuck it is. Well, especially because I'm watching it at work when it's on. Well, it's like there's no sound. It's like tractor so, pulling. 
I, well, but it's like little, but it's like little miniature cars or whatever. I don't, I've never, I don't understand well, it. I don't know what to Google. You know what's crazy is, is there's a life-size version of that with um, um, uh, trolley trains in like Sweden. Like there's like trolley train, um, like Olympics or like festival day. And like, they have like a stopping one. They have like, how fast can you get out and like put, signs up and do this and that and like yeah it's it's a whole sport something like that it's crazy See, that i saw I'm that i saw in. i saw that on the ojo it was pretty neat <laughs> but i did i'll tell you what uh today we're mostly talking about nfl absolutely that's really... nothing oh wait <laughs> yeah exactly because <laughs> that's really the only thing going on we'll talk about wimbledon a little bit and then uh i will say in regards to the nfl i Oh, let me actually adjust my camera right here. I uh, did watch the NFL Network is doing their top 10 games of 2023 countdown. So I watched all of Bengals Chiefs yesterday, like the not the playoff one, the regular season one. I'll tell you what, before I know we're talking about NFL in about like a week or two, we're going to start getting into like our NFL previews per division. Oh, yeah. I think the Bengals might be my pick out of the AFC. Dude, they're think... so good. They, and they're scary good. They're scary good. We've talked about this. Best receiving core, hands down, in yeah. football. And his and Joe Burrow is, I think, arguably top three quarterback in the league right now. Oh, there's I no think you can make a no case doubt. for number two. Yeah. No doubt. No, I mean, I don't know. I would say he's at three. Um I think you got Hurts, Mahomes, um, and then Burrow. Uh, just because I really like what those two can do also on the ground. Burrow is more just a perfect pocket quarterback. That's just outrageously good. Did you see that list that was going around? It was from, I believe, let me pull it up right now. It was from the top executives, coaches, scouts, and players around the NFL who ranked their top 10 quarterbacks. I, I did see it. Um, I don't remember what it was in depth on who was who. Uh, if you could give us a breakdown, I would love that. <laughs> yeah. So I have it right here. Number one, obviously Patrick Mahomes. I don't think there's a debate. Number two, like we just talked about, Joe Burrow uh, is number two. I also think there's – you could potentially debate that, but I think right now uh, – I don't see an issue with that, right? Uh, number three, four, and five, however, Josh Allen, Aaron Rodgers, Justin Herbert. No. Do those the fact three... That, the fact that your quarterback is not is not in he's the top... I don't care. He's not in the top five is absolutely outrageous. Outrageous. Herbert's been too injured to show any, you know, really show anything. He's good. He's a good quarterback, but I'm not going to put him above Jalen Hurts by any mean. And Aaron Rodgers, I don't get it. I don't get it. I really well, don't. Also, when you hear everything coming out of like Jets camp from like football reporters and stuff like that, everybody always says the same like kind of thing about Aaron Rodgers where it's like he looks good, but you can tell there's like he's fallen off a little. Because why wouldn't he? He's been in the league forever. But it's also like, when is the this Aaron Rodgers love and infatuation just going to like stop? 
when he like, retires. Actually, no, it will never. It will be when he's dead, pretty much. Yeah, because uh, we talked about this on last week's episode. Has not sniffed the playoffs since 2010. That was going into the season. That's, that's going to be 14 seasons ago that he even got close. Like That's again, outrageous. He's, he's been in NFC Championship games, but he sucked at them. So remember there was that one against the 49ers where they just completely wiped the floor with them. Like, Oh yeah. Uh, and then in the past couple seasons last year, he had 26 touchdowns, 12 interceptions. And then he had the two back-to-back MVP seasons where he went 48 and five and then 37 and four, both those seasons though, in green Bay didn't again, when the playoffs come, he's a different quarterback. He right. would, he, He's basically more and, and accurate, continue. less risk-taking Peyton Manning. Right. Is that fair to say? No, no, that's fair to say. And you know what? And that's why I why is Jalen Hurts? It's not me trying to stroke your ego. Um, <laughs> but why is Jalen Hurts behind even like Josh Allen? Because Josh Allen, like he's done pretty well in the playoffs, like as an individual, but not enough to get his team through. And Jalen Hurts has done that on his own back before. So I don't understand how either one of these two quarterbacks are above him or Herbert. I, it does not make sense to me because I can argue even Jalen Hurts and, and Joe Burrow right now. I love Burrow. He's amazing. I loved what he did at LSU. We've talked about this last season, how much we love the guy. Um, And that's where I would say there would be a good debate would be Burrow two or Hurts two. And then you have everybody else. I, I can't believe Jalen's six behind. Yeah. yeah, I can't. I can't. It just doesn't I, make it doesn't make sense to me. Just going off of what they have done in the playoffs, what they have done individually for that team, and they can they've shown that they can can or can't put team games on their shoulders. Like Aaron Rodgers can't do that. Aaron Rodgers has never been able to go, all right, this is me. This is my game time. No, yeah. he hasn't done that. He needs help. No. I, I agree. I think you and I are, I, I would honestly say we're Aaron Rodgers haters because I, I don't like oh, him. Yeah. I don't oh, yeah. like him at all. Like I've never liked him, but I also think that we're kind of realist when it comes to who he is and kind of always has been. He's a quarterback who puts up great stats and he's done the Hail Mary thing at the end of games. Like twice or three times or whatever and people act like he's this ungodly quarterback but it's like I just want a quarterback who puts those up and then goes into the playoffs and gets better like it just seems like that's what you would want as a fan of your team and that's why I think at the moment because again this is at the moment this isn't you know cumulative career it's outrageous I would put Mahomes first I think I would put Joe Burrow second uh just because we've seen it for a longer period of time but I think Hertz is third I agree with you I think he goes above Josh Allen who last year kind of had a rough year like he regressed and then I keep seeing all these things online about where it's just like oh Hertz is going to like regress this year and all this kind of stuff. What evidence is there to that? The longer the season went on last year, the better he got. Why would more time to get healthier and work on your craft, especially that guy, 
who you hear all of his teammates and everybody who's ever coached him or whatever be like, you guys do not understand. This guy's a fucking psycho. Like all he does is work on being a better quarterback. Like, and that's and in in the last person that I saw that is that dedicated was Tom Brady. In my opinion, was just like literally uh, one of my favorite quotes, and I think I've talked about this before. Was um uh was uh Ray Lewis um you know when he was playing against Brady and whatnot, he was like, I forget which which TV show he was on, but he was like. You know, what made me great is because Brady made me great where he's like, I'm sitting there. Brady's in that room clicking, watching every single play. So I had to do the same. And I feel like Jalen Hurts has that same mentality. It's like, I'm going to do whatever it takes. I'm going to live in this film room. I'm going to be at the practice. First one there, last one to leave every single day. That's what he embodies to me. And it shows on the field. You can see in his demeanor how he walks up and down the field on the sideline, talking to his team, how he's so calm out at the line of scrimmage is because he knows what's coming. He he's studied. He's a, he's a football player who knows the game. And I love that. Yeah. And I don't think either of us think he's going to be Tom Brady, but he can no, at least no, be, but like that. I'm yeah, just, I'm using like that. Compar- that I'm using that comparison of that mentality where, and you know, I, I think I've used before, like in, in NBA um, Kawhi Leonard, like I love how he's just there to play ball. He's not there to, you know, do the whole show. Well, boating, he like plays. he's, Yes, when he actually plays. But, you know, he was he's just out there and he's offense, defense, offense, defense, and he just plays plays the game. Um, yeah. he, he enjoys playing the game. So, um, yeah, yeah. So it, you use whatever comparison you want, but Jalen Hurts being six is outrageous. Yeah, and I think we, we both uh, – I think we're both in agreement that I don't see how Hurts as a passer gets – worse instead of getting better for next year like the leaps and bounds he's made every year I don't see how you think like just as someone who watches football that suddenly he's just gonna hit a wall and just be like oh he's no longer good and it's like what have you seen him do or say or heard about him that makes you think he's gonna regress like I think last the last power hitting his peak Right, the last power rankings I saw actually has the Eagles over the Chiefs. Oh well, I don't. Well, I mean, it's the Chiefs' world right now, and everybody's just living in it. But uh, for these ranks, Casino, I think we would both agree. Right now, we'll put Mahomes first, Burrow second, Hurts third, and then who would you put fourth between Allen, Rogers, and Herbert? Allen, I think Allen as well. And then uh, for fifth, I think we would both put Herbert, right? We would both put Herbert. Now here's where it gets interesting. Six through 10. So what they had as six through 10 was Hertz six, Lamar seventh, Trevor Lawrence eight, Dak 10, and Matthew Stafford, or Dak nine, and Matthew Stafford 10. I can't believe Dak's Dak's in the top 10. I think think that's... uh, funny as well just because again i feel like when we talk about quarterbacks everybody always makes a point to be like it's the most important position on the field you don't get to super bowls without your quarterback playing a plus or the rare instances where they're carried by like a legendary defense or something like that right so of these what is it 
five quarterbacks or whatever. I just saw this thing. I don't know if it was real or not. So I don't want to say he actually <laughs> said this, but it was a Dak Prescott quote talking about how he, I think it was about these rankings, talking about how he thinks he's a better quarterback than Jalen Hurts because he's never beat or Jalen Hurts have never beat him. The Eagles have never beat Dak Prescott and all this kind of stuff. But it was just like, but also since you've been in the league, the, since you've been the quarterback of the Cowboys, the Eagles have been to two Super Bowls and Jalen Hurts just had an MVP season. I think the last time Dak Prescott was in the talk for an MVP season was his rookie year or his second year. Like maybe, I just think, and then we saw uh, our our memories of him in the playoffs are running up the middle with five seconds left with no time on the clock and then kind of trying to spike it and them just being out of time. And it's like, it just reminds me of when you think of like Tony Romo, everybody's like, great, great quarterback, but your playoff memories is the fumbled snap on the kickoff and him trying to run it in. And then it's just like, there's nothing... Again, regular season stats are great. You can be the greatest regular season quarterback of all time, but you can only be as good as Dan Marino, right? And Dan Marino's legendary and maybe one of the best pure passers of all time, but nobody is ever going to put him in the top 10 of greatest NFL quarterbacks of all time because he never won a Super Bowl. So I agree with that statement. I don't know. And then Matthew Stafford, there's, I don't know. I think, I really think the Rams are going to be a dumpster fire. Well, we're going to have to see what it is like now with his, with his arm, with his shoulder. Well, then did you also see there was reports coming out from the Rams and you know, like that when this information gets like leaked, you know, it's somebody in the Rams being like, this is annoying to us and we want to get it out in the public. Apparently People in the Rams organization are frustrated with Matthew Stafford because he didn't want to restructure his contract. And then there were reports. I think we talked about it on last episode. I mean, he won them a damn Super Bowl. He just got injured. Well, then remember there were reports that they were trying to trade him or see what market he was. So I really think they're not going to because he's, you know, coming off an injury. Like, why would you? Yeah. I really think uh, Stafford, this might be the last year he's with the Rams, or maybe he does play out his contract. But to put him in top 10 again now, right now, seems weird. Like, I right? Agree. Like, I agree. Who would you, who do you I think mean, you would replace with? Him? I, well, I, I was thinking about that as we've been talking about this. I don't know. There's not a lot of quarterbacks good quarterbacks left in this league, man. I was thinking that too. Everybody always says this is a quarterback league. And when you think of teams that are like drafting new quarterbacks, you're like, I mean, do teams really need quarterbacks? But then when you think Mm -mm. top 10, you're kind of like, I don't know. Which is funny, you know, which is funny because this is um, one of the topics we want to talk about is like, is is the running back position kind of gone? Um, I mean, it's kind of turned into a wide receiver league, but you have to have good quarterbacks or decent quarterbacks, you know, and then if you don't, like, for instance, my team, the Patriots, we're going to be a run-heavy team, um, especially with not getting Hopkins and um, not having the best quarterback. So I feel like a lot of teams need a running game, even though I feel like the running game is kind of dead for most teams. Um, yeah. Yeah. No, I completely agree. 
Uh, I'll throw out one name I think I would take right now ahead of Stafford just because, again, we just talked about wins, but when it gets to this area, like we were just talking about, it's more I'm more concerned about the injury than if Stafford can win because obviously we saw him win a Super Bowl. Right. But I feel like I would take Cousins right now over oh, Stafford fair. at 10. Oh, yeah, but I mean, yeah, Mr. Consistent. Why not? Yeah. You know you're at least going to be in the playoff hunt. I mean, and then you can do the blind. Yeah, whether, whether he makes the playoffs or not, he's always in the hunt. Yeah, and that's what we can also say about Dak Prescott. They're basically the same quarterback. Yeah, so at I, nine or ten, take though, who would you take? I mean, you take Dak being out of Dallas and you put him on a different team. Would you rather Dak or would you rather Cousins? Well, I would feel like I would rather take Cousins because I've seen him do it in two places. Right, I've seen him do it with that was going to be my different that was going to be my argument. Yeah, that, that are not my, but a team that's not tailored to him. Right, right but like, then you also got to think: Has Cousins played though? You know, Cousins hasn't played for Dallas. You know, hasn't played for America's team, and so that spotlight hasn't been on him. Sorry. <laughs> well, that is true. When the spotlight, but then again. When the spotlight is on Prescott, he kind of folds too. Like he's unless, as inconsistent as a, Cousins is. Unless it's against an easy team. Yeah. Or for some reason, the fucking Eagles, even though uh, they have way more play. play it, that is a crazy, just one of those outlier things where like Dak Prescott always kills the Eagles, but then the Eagles always go to the playoffs and are in contention for the Super Bowl pretty much since he's been in the league. So. <laughs> I mean, I'll take it, but it would be nice to just beat the Cowboys as an Eagles fan. But uh, so the last five right now, we would have Rogers six, Lamar Jackson, seven, Trevor Lawrence, eight, Dak Prescott, nine, Kirk Cousins, 10. I uh, feel like of that group, I feel like I would move Lawrence and Jackson ahead of Rogers. I would. Right? I would. I think. I just trust. I, mean, I just trust them right now more we, than we, I do Rodgers. We've talked on with you know the Jaguars not being a great team and but they're getting better. But I mean Trevor Lawrence, he's he is that team. He has done everything he can to get that team in a better spot. And with ha- not having a lot of players for him to do that, it's it's quite astounding that he's that good of a quarterback to pull up this team out of complete dumpster. So my thoughts. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, we're, we, we uh, will get more into this kind of discussions when we uh, do our NFL previews, not next week, but the week after, but casino, you alluded to it earlier. Let's move to the hot topic in the NFL right now. Uh, We will talk about the commanders being sold. uh, But first, Actually, first, before we get to the running backs, let's get to the other position you also alluded to, which is wide receiver. And the big story of this past week is DeAndre Hopkins signing with the Tennessee Titans and not your Patriots. Thoughts? My thoughts are why the Titans? Like, realistically, I don't know why. Well, yeah, but money, but. I don't know. I'm just mad. I guess I'm just mad. <laughs> I just got, I got nothing else, but besides I'm mad. I do think, I think us as fans and people in the media 
always think that every player wants to go to the opportunity that gives them the best chance of winning. But I really think, and when you look at DeAndre Hopkins and the teams he has gone to when he's been in this position, he always chooses money over, you know, a chance to vie for a Super Bowl. So I just think there's some players in the league that are like, I'd rather get paid than have a chance at winning. And I think that, yeah, I think that Hopkins is one of them. I don't think that he's done anything in his career to make you think, yeah, Hmm. that he feels the opposite. He went from, I mean, he got drafted by the Texans, but then he went to the Cardinals. And when he went to the Cardinals, they were like a kind of bottom tier playoff team. But I don't think anybody really thought they were a threat in the NFC, especially when he obviously could have signed for less money with the Chiefs or the Bills or a team closer like the Ravens and stuff like that. So I think when he signs with the Titans, it's another move to a semi playoff team, kind of like on the fringe of being a wild card, maybe one game out of the playoffs. And I just think, yeah, you sign for two years, $26 million when you could have signed for one year, 10 million for the chiefs and like went ring chasing. I don't know. I just think he really comes off as a guy who's like, I want money. And then it was, that's why uh, it was with the Patriots and the Titans, because it was like, which of you can offer me more money, even though both of them realistically at this point kind of have the same playoff chances Sorry. when obviously <laughs> there was talk out there where it's like well the chiefs might be interested the bills might be interested who knows about you know some of the nfc teams that were closer but yeah i don't know sorry i was sorry i wasn't looking at you in that whole time i got a weird snapchat <laughs> request to talk it was from it's called my ai and i cannot like manage friendship or anything like oh yeah yeah this is a this has been a thing in the snapchat thing for like three months now okay well he's is this just your first update yeah it's just a robot you can talk to it's a green dude with pink hair okay so that creeped me out sorry (laughs) that creeped me the hell out and i was like hey talk to me and i was like no uh i'm good but yeah hopkins not going to your patriots casino no good good Um, well you know what my my thought again you kind of were talking and then I wasn't paying attention, but um, with him not going, Patriots or the Titans, they're not, neither one of those teams are going to be fighting for a title, but AFC East right now is stacked. So if you want to show and go up against the best teams right now in the AFC, outside of like the Chiefs and the Bengals, you go to the Patriots because you're going to be playing Aaron Rodgers in the with the Jets, who've got a good young defense, young players, and Aaron Rodgers has kind of stacked his offense a bit. And then you have the Bills, self-explanatory, um, no run game, but besides that, they're great. Uh, and then the Dolphins, as long as Tua stays healthy, they're a good team. You saw what Hill and Tua did last year. Why wouldn't you want to go to the Patriots and and you know show your stuff and actually compete in a really good division? Um, when you're gonna, you know you're gonna be the number one receiver, hands down, and 
you want structure. Like he's got a great relationship with uh, Bill Belichick. I really thought that he was going to go there because he wanted, he wanted a coach that had massive stability and go to an organization that was very clean cut of this is how we do it. This is what we want. Boom. And nothing against Tennessee because I like Mike Vrabel, but I really just thought uh, the, I thought new England was the best destination for him. Um, yeah, but they didn't offer him enough money. That no, was basically what it came down to. Right. Money. Um, I'm sure if the fucking uh, Chiefs were like two years, $30 million, I don't know why the Chiefs would do that, but I'm sure he'd be like, yeah, I'll go to the Chiefs. I really think he was, instead of ring chasing, he's just paper chasing. And At this point. I, yeah, and which, I mean, if that's what he wants to do, good. But he also can't be one of those guys like years from now just being like, man, I was never given the chance to go to the Super Bowl. I wish I could. And then it was just like in the NFL or any sport, you get two choices, money or championships. And those two things kind of. Money or fame. Money or fame. (laughs) Yeah. And those two things, if they come together perfectly and you're like LeBron, you win championships. If they don't, you got to choose. And we saw what choice he made. But speaking of getting paid casino, let's move to the position that gets paid not enough, according to their uh, group now. I don't know. They should they should uh, call themselves just one name. So when they we talk be... about them. What yeah. boy band name? What, a boy <laughs> yeah. band name. Running Boys. The Running Boys? The Z. Z. Yeah. Well, of running... course. I mean, the Z, the, the Z, is, the, the Z is self-explanatory. It has running, to be in there. Running implied. Guys in, I don't know. We'll workshop it. We'll workshop it. But uh, so the issue casino apparently was this started and then kind of blew up on social media with Saquon Barkley not getting a new contract with the New York football giants even after they absurdly overpaid for Daniel Jones. So it looks like by all accounts, both Saquon Barkley and Josh Jacobs of the Raiders will end up being uh, franchise tag. They'll make a little more than $10 million each per year. But I wanted to run this by you because at the moment right now, the free agent running backs, I'm going to tell you their, uh, the free agents and their age because I thought most of these guys were way older than they actually were. Uh, Dalvin Cook right now is a free agent. He's 27. Ezekiel Elliott, free agent, 27. Leonard Fournette, uh, free agent, 28. Yeah, I you know, swear you know I thought he was like 40. And the Patriots are looking into him. They they had him in. I mean, Ugh. why not? Because <laughs> we not? already have because the Patriots <laughs> already have like six running backs. Uh, uh Kareem Hunt. 27 and then there was if you remember earlier this uh right after the season there was talks of Eckler from the Chargers and then Derrick Henry of the Titans we were just talking about both of them were requesting trades and there were no takers Henry at the moment is 29 Eckler is 27 and then i Uh, these must have flew under the radar and then just came out because of all this running back situation. Joe Mixon of the Bengals took a pay cut to avoid going to free agency. And then Jones of the Packers, Aaron Jones of the Packers also took a pay cut. So 
what basically my question to you casino is what even is the running back market in the NFL right now? I, I mean, are you talking like numbers wise or just I'm just like talking about as a position what, as a position. I mean, I think it's, it's a vital role because I've always talked about how I think you need to be a well-balanced team uh, to be successful. And that's like something the bills have been missing. They haven't had that running back uh, position to give, to open up the field for Josh Allen. So I think it's a very important role. Um, I feel like the market money-wise is going to be skewed heavily because of obviously what Zeke got paid back back then. And then obviously that was, and he has to come down a little bit. But um, I, I'm really worried that people are, uh, that organizations are going to want to either overpay for the running back position. I think it's very important because I, I think you win football games five yards at a time. I mean, look at what made, again, I always go to Brady because it's, it's very, you know, it's fresh to my mind. Um, he wasn't the big over the top quarterback. He was the slice and dice, the five yards, uh, the dump offs, but you can get that with, you know, a running back that runs right up the gut as well. So you, if you have a good running back and you're, you're moving the ball five yards at a time, you're going to be a successful football team. Um, so uh, I don't know. Um, I think it's important. I don't think that they should get paid like a Zeke contract or, um, you know, top tier, top tier contracts. I think that always hurts teams, but what's your take on it? So, uh, right now in terms of position, the second, the running back position is the second lowest paid position in the entire NFL, only above kicker and punter. Okay, which is fucking crazy. It is crazy that uh, there's somebody at my door. I don't know who it is. It is crazy that. uh, Let's see. But no, it is crazy that. I don't know. Somebody put in some dumb shit on my doorknob. But the only position paid more than the running back right now is or only paid less than the running back right now is a kicker or punter. How much do you think the average running back right now is paid per year in the entire league? Average. Um, 6.9 million. 1.8 million. Holy shit. Yeah. So the, the franchise tag from 2015, this is uh, from CBS Sports breaking down all the money aspects of this conversation. The franchise tag in 2015, uh, the running back position is the only position in the NFL where the average uh, or where the franchise tag amount went down. Okay. For quarterback, it almost doubled. For linebacker, it went up by eight million. I don't think there's a position that matters less in current day NFL than linebacker, right? Because all we see is linebackers getting cooked by tight ends, right? The tight end position is the third lowest paid position in the NFL, which I think is fucking nuts. Uh, because they see well, there's, much I mean, more there's not really the that many good tight ends anymore. They've kind of gotten outside of teams that utilize it correctly, like uh san francisco or kc there's really no 
there's not a lot of massively big named um, tight ends anymore. Yeah. Well, I agree with that. But also, uh, the highest paid running back in the league right now is Christian McCaffrey, who makes $16 million a year, which, again, when the franchise tag is $10 million, that's not – all these running backs basically have said they wanted is just long-term contracts, so they're not doing one year after one year with no but that's a tough job security. Right, but that's a tough position to give a long-term contract because how many people get – how many running backs get injured? How quickly? Yeah. Well, also, somebody made a great point. I, I I think it was somebody on the Dan Patrick show when I was listening to them. I want to say Albert Breer was talking about this like in depth. And he was saying that when teams look at the Super Bowl last year, the Chiefs running game was their starting white or starting running back in the Super Bowl was a six round pick. The Eagles starting running back was Miles Sanders who left for free agency and then they immediately just uh, got a bunch of other guys that were kind of on his level and now they're paying their entire, the Eagles are paying their entire running back room like half as much as Miles Sanders got by himself in free agency. So it's just one of those positions where, as mean as it sounds, because we're actually talking about people, the running back position seems like the most disposable position because it really does feel like you get a great offensive line and the Eagles, the Cowboys, there's been teams who have been able to perfect this over the years where it's like you get a great offensive line and build up schemes and then you hand it to anybody and be like, run through these run run through this hole yeah and it's like you can also see uh eagles are a perfect example of this especially last year with how good they're rushing the three-headed yeah the three-headed dragon yeah it was literally just like there's a giant hole in between the right guard and the center like where do you think you should run it's kind of like that like that model almost where obviously quarterback it's all about like scheme and weapons and time running backs it's kind of more about just your offensive linemen so as a position I agree with you it feels like it's a much bigger offensive uh what like offensive I don't know I mean I don't know what I was saying half the things that came out of my mouth didn't make sense and (laughs) I just talk in circles sometimes (laughs) yeah Welcome to my life. Welcome to this podcast. This shit should be. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so the running back position and the rushing attack is half of teams offenses. But I still think, like you said, it's a vital part of today's game. I just don't think you need a star to be doing it. You kind of just need five guys that you can plug and play and just be like, get me like you said, get me five yards this play. And then we'll pass for 35. Like, and then there's obviously if you have a quarterback. Well, yeah, that's the thing. Oh, well, and that's the thing where let's more focus the circle of this discussion back on Saquon Barkley. He seems like one of the three in the league that it's just like, yeah, he should probably be paid more than you would for another running back because I don't trust Daniel Jones at all. And I especially don't trust Daniel Jones at all when he has no running back. Like, 
do you think that's going to make him better or worse? He already has no weapons to throw to. Now you're taking away his one weapon in the backfield? Like, I mean, he would have to run more, and that's just going to take a toll on him over time. Yeah, and that's one of the things I mean, where... He, he's a great comes... runner. Cause, I mean, he, outside of the time he tripped up on himself when he had a free <laughs> touchdown. But, I mean, he's a big guy. We were he, watching that a... game together. Remember that? Were that we? was at the Eagles bar. Yeah, when he tripped. We were watching that Eagles... Giants that's game. right that was that was <laughs> yeah. right that yep because that was what got the Eagles into the playoffs with was mm-hmm. winning that game and then yeah no that was fun I do remember yeah. that now <laughs> but go on with what you're saying I don't remember <laughs> uh I'm that... sorry my my head is kind of mush from the past few days <laughs> it's all good my uh, head has been just literally okay. funk- my, my head has been literally focused on staring at my kid making sure that you know if she's gonna pee that I could put her on this little potty thing you know, I'm just following her around the house with this potty thing as she's running around naked. It's great. <laughs> uh, but uh, speaking of shitting the bed, Casino. No, she's uh, not allowed on her bed. She's not allowed on her bed unless she's taking yeah. a nap or going to or going <laughs> sleep for the night. Uh, but I think we did kind of get to the bottom of this, which is what our big discussion was going to be about, which is running backs are undervalued but that just be is because they seem so replaceable and especially like what outside of McCaffrey uh what Derrick Henry and Saquon Barkley what other running back in the league do you feel like you couldn't just plug and play a different guy in there maybe like Jonathan Taylor maybe Josh Jacobs you said Paul maybe Pollard yeah, well, there he's also so the ones that are looking for a new contract right now, obviously Saquon, obviously Josh Jacobs, and then there's also Tony Pollard uh, with the Cowboys. And if he sits out, they're down Pollard, they're down Zeke, and then they will just have to play an assortment of guys with their offensive line. They might be able to, but then it becomes that thing where it's like other teams are going to think that you can just do the Chiefs method, forgetting that to do the Chiefs method, you need Patrick Mahomes. Like, it's like one of those things where every team is just like, we can just pass the ball 50 times a game and win. And then it's like, yeah, you can, but we just talked about it. There's maybe eight quarterbacks in the league who are like, on a level above everybody else. And then there is- Where they could throw it to almost any, any kind of receiver. Yeah, and everybody else actually needs to have some decent receivers. That's that was one big reason why I wanted Hopkins. I was like, I Mac Jones, he's fine, but he needs a receiver that we can handle. You know, somebody better yeah. than Parker, who's their strength. Uh, who's the worst wide receiver by every stat they measure wide receivers bar by? Yeah, Did you see yeah, that? <laughs> yeah, and 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 he's the Patriots' number one receiver. It's great. <laughs> it's <laughs> always good. When somebody <laughs> re-signs a running back and the news reports coming out are like, you will not believe how bad uh, Devontae Parker is at being a wide receiver next to like your team signing that one. It's great time. Great time. But uh, yeah, pretty much. <laughs> uh, so let's uh, last NFL news. Then we'll talk a little bit about Wimbledon and then get out of here. The, uh, Washington football commanders, formerly football team or football club, formerly the Washington Redskins, have finally, 
after a unanimous decision by all NFL owners. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So the NFL owners unanimously approved a six point five or six point zero five billion dollar sale billion dollars <laughs> yeah to the group led by josh harris he also owns the sixers and a bunch of other fucking sports leagues uh from that he Dan doesn't Snyder. really care about yeah exactly i mean it's money in your pocket uh from daniel snyder he was with how long do you think daniel snyder owned the washington commanders just take a ballpark dude i don't Four is my favorite number. I know it's not an answer. Oh, I mean, four is in it. 24 seasons. Yeah. He I, was I, the I knew owner. it was a long time, but uh, damn. Dude, 24 seasons. This is going to make you feel old as shit because it made me feel old as shit. 24 seasons mean he means he bought the team in 1999. Doesn't it? When you say 24, aren't you like, oh, that means like the 80s. No, that's almost the 2000s. Dude. That does make me feel old, man. (laughs) So it's it's crazy when I'm, I still, so sidebar, I I still associate like the eighties and you know, the seventies be like, Oh, that was only like 20 years ago. Yeah. Dude. The seventies were at this moment, 50 years, 50 years ago. Jesus, Jesus. I know when people are like 30 years ago, I always, like you said, in my head, I'm like, they're talking about the late seventies, early eighties. And then it's like, no, 30 years ago, they're talking about the mid-90s. Like, that's fucking crazy. Uh, I but... was body training myself at the time. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but so Snyder, in those 24 seasons, he had 27 different starting quarterbacks, uh, six playoff appearances, and he went two and four in those playoffs with never even sniffing uh, NFC that's, Championship. That's game. bad. That is bad, bad. Uh, he also had, uh, I believe, 10 that's different almost... head coaches. Oh, God. That's – see, the car- the head coach carousel thing bothers me. We've talked about that before. You know, yeah. stick with the guy. That's why I'm, I I respect the Steelers organization for sticking with Tomlin. Yeah. I, but well, at, least he's, think... at least he's always produced, though. <laughs> I mean, yeah. maybe not all Super Bowls, but, like, he's, he's in that realm of, like, I'm going to an AFC championship game. I'm going to fight for – you know, fight for the win. Well, I think a big issue in sports, uh, especially with head coaches, is we see all these players and coaches sign, especially in college, this annoys the fuck out of me, where people are like, oh, I've signed a five-year contract to be the coach of Ole Miss or whatever. And then like a better opportunity opens up two years later. So then you can just get out of that contract and then go sign another one. Even though all these contracts mean contracts mean nothing. Yeah. It's so fucking, I feel like they should be more binding. Right. Because especially if we sign contracts at our job, there's like, no, there's like non-compete clauses and stuff like not at our job specifically, but I'm saying, people outside the sports world you sign non-compete clauses you sign you know contracts basically being like we own you until you are done with this contract and you know full well signing it like if something happens i can't go work at a competitor but in sports it's like oh you can sign a decade contract and two years from now be pissed and go to a different one and stuff like that it's i don't know it's just weird but Thoughts. Oh, and the last bit of news on this commander's uh, selling is 
Magic Johnson is one of the uh, uh, minor stakeholders in this purchase. And apparently he did an interview where he said a name change for the team is on the table. So thoughts on just this whole sell as a, as a whole casino. I mean, I'm glad that it got sold and needed to get sold. And, but again, it's not, I, I struggle. It's just another business person being selling it to a business person. I, I'm tired of that. I want it. I want it to be somebody who actually cares about the damn sport cares about the damn team. Um, but yeah. I mean, so I really, I don't really care. It's just another billionaire. It's just another <laughs> billionaire owning another sports team, billionaires, but still. I am lock and step with you in that. It's also one of those things where it's like all these NFL owners, and I can't remember who said this, but they made a great point where every fan thinks that these guys buy like sports franchises because they're like big sports fans, right? And they grew up as like fans of the team and all this kind of stuff. And like that is almost never ever right. the case. We, we we talked about it like a few episodes back on the on the few few owners who actually like the team yeah well we also been lucky that in our lifetimes our sports teams like obviously we're talking nfl specifically our sports our teams the eagles and the patriots are owned by two of the best owners owners in the league where they actually feel like they give a shit and like care about winning yeah and um yeah like like, i said whatever podcast to go it was like you know uh, the Kraft family, they were season ticket holders. They grew up watching it. He was a child when he was watching the damn the damn team. And then now he owns it because he wants to own the team. Yeah, and I like that. I think that's what every team wants. But again, that is the minority, not even close to All the right. majority. And But when it comes to the commander specifically, has there been a worse run franchise in the past 25 years. I mean, obviously we can throw, you know, other mm. sports like the Knicks or we talk right. about the no, but, uh, I, I mean, like if you're talking just football, I, I, I don't think so. I don't think so because either. I, I can think of I mean, all those other teams in the NFL. They, they've had their ups and downs, but I, I still think Washington just all in all, I can't. It's just been a steady decline, right? It's, been a, because... it's just been steadily bad for, for a long time. Well, because the, Mid 80s, early 90s, like the Redskins, when they were the Redskins, were one of those dynasty teams yeah, where they which were was right 40, there. The, 40 and yeah. 30 years ago. Yeah. But they were right there with like the Cowboys and the 49ers and, you know, the Raiders around that time where they were one of the top five franchises in the league. And since he took it over, I mean, we just, they've only had six playoff appearances in 24 years and only two wins. Like that's to go from three, four, I think they only have three, three Super Bowl wins to now it's even a miracle if you make the playoffs. And then when you get to the playoffs, you're just scraping by till you lose. Like it's not just that steady, steady decline I think if you're a Washington Commanders fan, like first off, I think when it comes to name change, they should 100% change that name. Oh, that I agree. Is That's the a bad fucking name. Worst name, and it's clunky to say like Washington Commanders. It's too too long of too many words, right? I don't know why they didn't stick with like the pig 
kind of thing. Be like the Washington. I don't know. Think of a cool name for like a badass pig or something. I don't fucking know. The Washington but, swine. <laughs> yeah. Washington boars or so. I don't fucking know. But Washington have, pork belly. <laughs> when they were the Washington Bacon. football team, I kind of liked it. I kind of liked it. Just WTF that or WFT. They should have been WTF. Washington team football. I don't know. But Washington football club would be cool. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. Just do something different. Commanders is dumb. It, nobody likes that name. I've never met anybody who's like, I love the name Commander. Washington Curly Tails. Not bad. Still better than Commanders. Still better <laughs> than Commanders. Uh, but all right, Casino. That was our NFL news dump of the past week. Let's talk about Wimbledon, and then we will get out of here. Yeah. Uh, I can't, again, I can't pronounce these names. I'm tired. No, uh, so I'll, I'll take it. Yeah, I'll take it over because I can't <laughs> say their names either, but um, I'll run it down. So we did have uh, two first-time winners at Wimbledon, uh, both for anyway, – I'm just going to talk about the women's and men's singles. Um, it's too much to talk about the doubles, the co-ed doubles, this and that. There's like a billion, billion teams. Um, but – Starting with the ladies, um, yeah, don't know how to say her. Uh, Marquita Vondrosiva, something like that. I don't think that's pretty I mean, close. Better, I mean, as good as I could have done. Uh, she was, she's Czech, and uh, but she absolutely dominated, won her first Wimbledon. Um, this is her first major uh, ever, which is awesome. Well done for her. Um, at one point, she was ranked, uh, I think maybe, I don't know if she's ranked that now, but um 10th in the world so like she's not an absolute nobody she's she's a decent tennis player um but with you know Serena Williams being out of the picture a lot of these a lot of these players are now a lot of these female tennis players see the door opening for them and not saying they didn't try hard when Serena was in obviously everybody wanted to beat her but you have a little bit of extra more, a little more extra momentum in, in my eyes, a little more like, okay, now I don't have to go past this, this serious brick wall of a player. And, you know, maybe I'll put a little more extra in my training because, you know, it's not going to be just a luck thing or, you know, a once in a million thing beating Serena. Now I actually have a legitimate shot to start winning some, some majors. Um, yeah. So good for her. Uh, and she won it in, in both sets um, in, in two or three sets. And, yeah, well done for her. And then over in the men's side, um, uh, I can I can't say his name either. The Spaniard, uh, Alcarez? Carlos. Yeah, Alcarez? That, yeah, yeah. I think I so. You. Yeah, uh, Carlos Alcaraz uh, won the Grand Slam over Novak Djokovic, which I absolutely loved. And that was a grinder, dude. Absolute, five, over five hours, dude. Absolute grinder of a of a uh, set or of a match. Um, it went, it went the distance and I, I loved it because I can't stand Djokovic at all. He's my <laughs> least favorite tennis player, maybe of all time. Um, I don't like how he handles himself as the best in the world. He will go down as the best men's tennis player in the world, hands down. Um, he's already passed Federer, uh, for the most grand slams, but he's, he's doing it with ease. He's just doing it with absolute ease. Um, but did you see when like he lost one of his rallies? He just yeah, goes he just up to the, the net, shit and just, out of the yeah, yeah, the, the, actually, the side, and just like busts his racket. I don't, 
I don't like that. I get show show passion, show anger, you know, but like mid match, you just go up to the thing and you just start smashing. All you're doing is motivating the other player. Like, <laughs> I've like, pissed I'm that in his fucking head. I've pissed yeah. him off. I'm crushing this. <laughs> yeah. I, I think when that happened, it was over. I, I think when, when he did that, it was just, all right, it's done. And then Absolutely the camera's done. doing that great thing where they're just zooming in and showing the pole is just all fucked up now. Like, yeah, I don't know how you watch that. And like you said, like not be like, oh, he's losing. You can tell he knows yeah. the other guys like better than him on this day. Yeah. And this, so. this is Carlos, um, um alcatraz i'm gonna say alcatraz <laughs> uh, Al- alcaraz um this was his second major he did win the u.s open back in 2020 2022 um so yeah he's moving on up and it, you know it's nice to see some new faces win but as long as it's not Djokovic, i don't care <laughs> don't care <laughs> do you think this guy especially where like you said on the women's side is also kind of happening on the men's side where it's kind of Djokovic and then nobody else at the moment except well, this new guy. Do you think this new guy I, is I, the I, new face of men's tennis? I think it's Djokovic and then Rafa Nadal, but Nadal is constantly fighting injuries. And so when he's on, yeah. he's on. And then when he's off, he's off. Like he's, I love Rafa Nadal. I think he's a great tennis player. Um, I, I, I really like how he plays on the court. Yes. He gets frustrated too sometimes. And, you know, I don't like all of his, all of his antics, but you know, it's hard to like everything about a certain athlete, but um, yeah, outside of those two, because I would say with Djokovic getting older and he's still obviously very relevant, he's still winning grand slams and making grand slams. I mean, he just won, what was it? The Australian or the French? I don't remember which was the last one. Um, just won that one. And yeah, I mean, he, he's still an absolute beast, but eventually he'll start declining. And I think a lot of, younger generation is coming up um to to start challenging some of the older the older grand slam tennis players that are just constantly winning so might be a new era yeah we will see we will see that was definitely a good match though i watched it was uh, so much fun i watched the end of it and then i watched the highlights of the parts i missed it was uh especially when there's no other sports on to have that quality of something on that's not fucking box car racing or whatever the fuck the rubber band fake car thing is it's nice uh but all right casino we will call it there we have run out of the few topics we had to talk about we will be back next week with our last uh as i call them struggle pods where we're just trying to find something to talk about that isn't like this i'll give you guys an up i'll give you guys an update on my uh child's potty training and bj you will do the same exactly it's but just, now this is a competition between <laughs> between two-year-olds on whose kid potty trains first yeah it's uh that'll start with our uh uh that'll start our nfl record chase against each other that'll start the the season we'll either be up one oh or Z- uh, down zero to one but i was gonna say the thing i hate about sports talk radio this time of the year is where it's just like hot take garbage city to like fill time where everybody's yeah. just like 
oh, like the dumbest thing you can think of. And then people have a d- debate about it for 10 minutes as if it's an actual discussion. Like, Do you think Kyler uh, Murray is actually going to go and start yeah. playing baseball now? Yeah. And if like so, for which club shit. would he fit in? Ugh. Ugh. That's, and a good just garbage, like, that's a good garbage topic. Which, which which club that he would go and fit in? Well, it's also just like, do we even need sports talk on TV right now? Just take two months off. Like, yeah. and then I make mean, people and, miss you and then fucking come yeah. back. And give give people like us, you know. Some <laughs> yeah, time. that's what I'm saying. Or well, instead they just fire everybody. I'm talking about ESPN, and then are like, Well, I thought well, you were happened. about to fire me a couple times, so I mean, we'll talk after this podcast. But uh, (laughs) this has been the Only Sports Podcast. We will see you next week, uh, the week before our NFL preview starts. I also did not realize preseason starts in like three weeks, Mm -hmm. which is fucking crazy. But yeah, I'm Will. That's Casino. No, Uh, no, no. Mr. Sparkles. That's Mr. Sparkles. That's Kassopin... You know, all right, we'll see you next week. Uh, yeah, this has been the only sports podcast. Adios.